In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Continuing this sermon series on the Roman Missal, we'll be continuing following along in these packets that you should have in your pews. If you're following along in the Missal readings books that you grab from the vestibule, it's page 281, 281, towards the bottom right corner, I believe. Last weekend, we concluded with the front page of the pamphlet with the words, and all those who holding to the truth hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Today, we'll continue on page two. Remembering the two themes that are always present. First one, that the majority of the prayers the priest says at the Mass from the big book, the Roman Missal, they're directed towards God the Father. The second piece being that there's this undercurrent at times and then also at other times face value theme of sacrifice, pointing us towards the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Because that's what we enter into in a sacramental mode, mode of a sacrament made present in an unbloody form on our altars. Same Jesus offered up on the cross all those years ago is made present to us in the Eucharist and so we can unite our prayers, our petitions at the offertory when the bread and wine is brought to the altar because they will become the Eucharist and thus our prayers are brought up by our Lord Jesus to God the Father. Continuing now with, these, with the uh, Roman Missal parts. On page two, we here see the words, remember Lord your servants. This part is called the commemoration of the living. So when you hear me say this at Mass, remember, Lord, your servants, I always pause. So if you need like a reference, if you don't have the text in front of you, it's the first pause after you kneel down. The priest, at this part, when, he, when the pause comes into effect, he's praying for all those that he's aware of that need prayers at this Mass. As a parish priest, that means... My focus is from whatever you all have told me, what I am aware of in your life, what you've communicated to me, so that I can bring that into Mass itself, asking God for the graces and strength that you need with whatever is going on in your life. Additionally, though, for you all in the pews, it's not a cue for the pause to check out, to be distracted, to get mad at Father. Father, come on, get the Mass going so we can get it over with. No. It's an opportunity to, again, be engaged. It's an opportunity for you as well to remember all those who are living, not those who are dead, because there is a separate part for that later on. For those who are living with all your petitions, that first pause is for you to remember those petitions right then, to unite them again to the bread and the wine on the altar, because we know it's going to become the Eucharist and be offered up to God the Father. So we have that pause. And then we resume with the, with the words, and all gathered here, naturally speaking about everyone in the church, whose faith and devotion are known to you. This reminds us that God is not only almighty, but he's omnipotent, which means that he knows literally everything. He knows how many hairs are on your head, he knows what thoughts you have ever had in the entire course of your life through this very moment. So he knows also your faith life. He knows what your relationship is like with him. He knows your devotional life. 
And so it's a, it's a good check, really, this line, in addition to God knowing that day, data, that information about us, it's a good check for us of us just kind of contemplating, what is my faith life like right now? What is my devotional life like right now? Am I saying my prayers every day? Am I getting my rosary in? Am I coming before Mass a few minutes to say those few prayers to prepare for Mass? Do I say prayers of thanksgiving after Mass? All those types of things, kind of a good check on ourselves with that one line. Whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them, we offer you this sacrifice of praise. Hear the word sacrifice right there, reminding ourselves, of course, of the sacrifice of the cross being made present to us in unbloody form on the altar. But notice it said sacrifice of praise. Interesting. Why praise? Because, of course, we're talking about the horror of the passion and the death of our Lord. Well, wrapped up into that is the whole Paschal mystery, also the resurrection. So we indeed enter into the sacrifice, but it becomes a moment of praise as well. That God did indeed rise from the dead, body and soul. And so giving us hope of making it to heaven ourselves because of that amazing death and resurrection. So we give praise to God, this sacrifice of praise. For for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves. Interesting words, because isn't the priest the one offering the mass? The answer is correct, yes. But also, you all participate in offering up this, this sacrifice. Here's what I mean by that. Everyone who is baptized is part of the priesthood of the baptized. It's also called the royal priesthood. So, you help to offer up as people in the pews, as priesthood of the baptized, this sacrifice because of your sacrifices that you bring to this same mass or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them. So you are bringing all your petitions, everything that you've sacrificed from the past week. So like great example always is parents and what they sacrifice out of love for their children. It's a good example right there. Offer up themselves and all who are dear to them. So naturally, everyone that is dear to you, you're praying for them as well at this same Mass, this same loving time of worship. If you notice, we go into three different particulars after that. And all who are dear to them, then number one, for the redemption of their souls. So we're asking God, please save me. (laughs) Please bless me to make it to heaven. I want to be with you in heaven. So we're asking God for that right there. In addition to not just only ourselves, but people as well in our lives that we care about. We ask for that at the same time. And all who are dear to them for the redemption of their souls. The next one, number two, in hope of health and well-being. So we're asking God for good health. And if we... So we're asking God to bless us to cu- if we have something wrong. To please cure me of this. If that's not your will, God, then I ask, please give me the graces I need for to, to deal with this ailment, this suffering, whatever I'm in, going through with my health right now. So, not, so for example, give me the patience I need. Give me the perseverance I need. Give me the fortitude. And even give me the hope 
throughout all of this. Give me the hope throughout all of this that I am enduring that is suffering for me. And it connects to the very next few words in hope of health and well-being. In other words, please give me that peace and even joy within myself that with whatever's going on with my health, because my love for you is so overwhelmingly strong, I can offer that up, my suffering from my health, to you as a loving prayer in hope of health and well-being, having God's peace within us. The last one is the last two lines. And paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. So we're saying, giving our worship to you, God Almighty, our praise, our love, our worship, everything to you, because you are the eternal God, you are the one who is living and true. Remember from a few sermons ago, what did Jesus tell us about himself? He is the way, the truth, and the life. Tie that in now with that last line, the eternal God living and true, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is indeed eternal. He's about to be made present to us, the same eternal God in the Eucharist. He's the Alpha, He's the Omega, He's the living God. He will never die. And true, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So in other words, we're about to see truth being enfleshed in the Eucharist, life being enfleshed for us in the Eucharist, God being enfleshed for us in the Eucharist, the eternal God living and true in a few moments on our altar. That's where I will conclude for this weekend on this part of the sermon series over the Roman Missal. If you would, please return these pamphlets to the pews. We'll keep using them in the weeks ahead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.